Buenos noches. Welcome to a Friday. We are stacked and packed on a Friday. Tony Basilio along with you in the Ramier studio. Bino, Jeff Henderson, Brian Hartman. Bino, good morning to you. Bino, are you ready? Bino, are you ready to go defend our championship today? Uh, yes, absolutely. You ready to watch us uh, wild and crazy? Bunch from Missouri play who have, even since we've last seen them, defensively they are like in hyperspace. They go for steals, and if they don't get it, you go have fun. But they're turning teams over. It's how they've been winning. Yeah, they certainly had a lot of back taps against us in the first game, Tony. Um, mm-hmm. We cleaned it up some in the second half. But this is this is kind of in uh, Rick Barnes' wheelhouse here, I believe, mm-hmm. in the SEC tournament where he's really good and in return matches where, if I'm not mistaken, he's really good. Why, Bino, why is he so good in this tournament and yet in the next one he really sucks? Why is that, you think? I, I, I don't know. It's 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 odd, Tony. It's one of uh, it's it's hard to uh, it's it's hard to understand why that is the case. Because it's really the same thing. Like I like Jim uh, Jim Beheim just quit, right? He was very good in both those tournaments. And then he had certain teams where that one year Jerry McNamara got hot and they got on a run and took that made a run in March. Hakeem Warwick's team that one year they got hot in the. Uh, in the old Big East tournament and made a run. But last year, we we looked like a house of fire in that tournament. And then six days later against Michigan, it looked like we'd never played basketball down the stretch. It's really strange, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, the NCAA tournament's a crapshoot. Everyone knows that. But uh, uh, I, I don't know if it has to do with familiarity. Mm. Um and uh, a better approach against teams that he knows uh, rather than what happens in the NCAA tournament? I, I, I don't know. It's, uh, I have no answer for that. Uh, and then we need to figure out a game today for, for, for Jimmy Dykes, like phrases that he's going to use, and then you take a drink. For instance, for instance, Bino. You want to kill somebody? What are you thinking? Alcohol poisoning. What are you thinking? Did you guys hear him uh, yesterday? I, I realize, look, I realize Rick Barnes has, you know, he spends all the time on the phone talking to these different media people, and that's what he does, and that's good, you know. He's a politician. The guy yesterday was literally on the air talking about how do we give consideration to a November scrimmage? Bino, have you ever in your life heard of such a thing? No. I mean, Tony, he's a, uh, he is a total shield for the entire conference. Uh, this, he, he broke this one out. I think it was against Auburn, Tony. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This, this is a guy, and I, I know the job requires for him to come up with stuff and to add color to the game and that kind of thing, but there, there comes a time when you've, You've reached the limit. He said he had talked to a number of coaches, a number of coaches, who told him at this time of year what you look for in your team is for them to be 10% tighter, 10% tougher, 
and 10% more teachable. Now, I'm throwing the BS flag on that. There's not a single coach in the world that's told him that. He's just making crap up now. What adult male, aside from Butch Jones, would say 10% tighter, 10% toughable, tough, tougher, and 10% teachable? Nobody talks like that except Butch Jones and Jimmy Dykes and Jimmy Dykes, who good. I mean, you talk about a cliche. He was fired up, focused, and prepared yesterday during our game. He was literally trying to co-opt. And somebody repeated it back to me during our postgame, Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime, or, or on the night. And I thought, where did you get that? And somebody said, well, you know, we, they really need to consider that Gonzaga. We, we beat them down in Dallas. And I'm going, are, are you kidding? A scrimmage? You're kidding, right? A scrimmage. I mean, a scrimmage? Look, look, I'm desperate to move up a line. I'd like to see the Vols be a two seed. We wrote about it today on the blog, what needs to happen. I don't think Tennessee's any lower than a three right now. I know Jerry Palm has them with the four. If there are four, that's that's a miscarriage of justice. If they win today and they're a four seed, that's that's not good. That would be not good. But I wish you would have had that information to run by Jerry Palm. I'd like to. Jerry, why aren't you considering the win over Gonzaga? And these guys that do stuff like that, the Lenardis of the world, that's on their airwaves. Lenardis got to be sitting there going, this guy's embarrassing. What an embarrassing thing to say. And I realize his job's to show for the league and show for Barnes. And, again, Barnes has done a nice job of cultivating that guy. Really an incredible job. I mean, how many times will he mention Tennessee culture today during that deal? Number one in defense today during that deal. And, see, the thing about us is – when you're excessive one way or the other, we're going to laugh at you on here. It's what we do. Like, when you're anti-Tennessee, which very few broadcasters, I think, are, but when we see the anti-Tennessee bias, we're going to call it out. When we see the guys that are just literally cultivated, we call it out. Now, I thought Marty Smith, who we've made fun of down through the years, had a really nice piece with Zakai Ziegler during that game yesterday when he was asking him, you know, what about this? Did you you want to, because a lot of guys, when they're hurt, don't want to sit with their with their teams. And Zakai Ziegler ain't one of them. He's over there into the game. And he said, these are my guys. These are my brothers. These are my guys. And I thought that was a really cool interview they did with him. But this Jimmy Dykes guy, I mean, he needs to be stopped, you know. You can't say on the air that a scrimmage should count for anything. We think Mark Few up there in Spokane, Washington, when, when word gets back to him that they're wanting to count a December scrimmage down in the old SEC. I think he's thinking to himself, God, Jimmy Dykes must be desperate. And the Vols don't need that, do they? No, they shouldn't, Tony. I, I, I would hope that Tennessee will be a low three seed. They'll either be a low three or, or a high four. Um, they better not be a four. Um. You know, I, I think they've probably, based on the resume, uh, earned earned a three. But uh, we'll see. We'll see where they go. Gabe Day Armand's going to join us once we get past uh, 
the piece, Brian, um, about the club up there, Sporting Kansas City. What a great name that is, Brian, Sporting Kansas City. Doesn't it make you want to watch some MLS, Sporting Kansas City? Yeah, it's uh, right up there with the, the Real Salt Lake. I mean, Real Salt Lake. There's a lot of Hispanic like, people out there in is there a, Salt Lake. Is there a fake Salt Lake somewhere? I mean, what in the world? Why can't you just call them, like, the Kansas City Comets, like back in the day in indoor soccer? Why does it have to be sporting Kansas City? I mean, that's no offense to effeminate, but that's effeminate. I mean, that's what you're into. Sporting Kansas City? Well, while I still have a show, let's do this. We'll, we'll get Gabe DeArmond on the other side, Mike Hugan in a little later on, and then my main man, Marky Boy Griffin, in our do. It all happens on the other side after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. 
For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. Coming to Star Theater in Pulaski, the play that goes wrong, March 3rd, 4th, 5th, 10th, and 11th. When a ragtag theater troupe attempts to present your basic murder mystery, everything falls apart and quickly descends into a rollicking comedy so bad, it's good. Showtimes are 7 p.m. March 3rd, 4th, 10th, and 11th with a 2 p.m. matinee March 5th. For tickets, visit startheater.org. Don't miss the play that goes wrong, March 3rd through 11th at Star Theater, east side of the square, downtown Pulaski. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Gabe DeArmond drops that knowledge straight on top of you. PowerMizzou.com, Tennessee and Missouri. And I like how they list these games like they're right going to be right in that window. They, they list that start time. It's going to start 45 minutes after what it's supposed to start because, well, that's just all these sports have metastasized on television now. But Gabe DeArmond breaking it down scientifically. Mizzou is back in the NCAA tournament. And, Gabe, what a fun, fun, and I mean fun, basketball team Missouri is. Absolutely. I've told some of my friends this year, I legitimately think I might cover the most entertaining team in college basketball. They're not always good, but they are never boring. And that's what we were, we were talking during the break, uh, me and B&O Jeff Henderson a second ago. And we were 
just saying, today's game's going to be wild. Because somebody's going to make somebody play somebody's game. Tennessee was very loose with the basketball yesterday. Mizzou's going to be doing that overplay stuff they do, the, the back tapping. Uh, they're going to try and take advantage of a Tennessee team that turned it over 17 times in a conventional game yesterday against an opponent that really didn't pressure them defensively. So Missouri is going to do... Uh, well, elaborate on 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 what we'll see from Missouri today because they gamble all the time. Yeah, they have to. I mean, this this team, it, they turn opposing teams over like the fourth highest rate in the country. Teams turn the ball over on like twenty four percent of their possessions. But the thing is, on those other seventy six percent, way more often than not, you score. So they, the way you beat Missouri is to beat Texas A and M to just say we're going to walk it up the court. We're going to take our time. We're going to shoot the ball with under eight seconds left. We're just not going to let you take the ball away from us. And if you can do that, you're probably going to beat Missouri if you take care of the basketball. But Missouri has a couple guys with incredibly quick hands. Um, you know, Demoy Hodge has got seven games with five steals this year. I think wow. he's, he's leading the SEC, maybe leading the country in steals. He's definitely in the top five. And they've got some other guys that – that, you know, can really make defensive plays. And I thought even with Zakai Ziegler, I, I thought Tennessee has a tendency at times to just get a little sloppy and, and, and give the ball away. If there is a team I wouldn't really want to face on a 24-hour turnaround in my third game without my point guard, it's probably Missouri. Now, look, Tennessee's got a, a mature team. They know what they are. Rick Barnes is a good coach. You know he's going to drill this into them. So I'm not saying that Tennessee is going to come out and turn the ball over 20 times. But, like, this is probably not the opponent if you told Rick, you, you've got two games in two days. Who do you want for the second one? And you're not going to have your point guard. I don't think Missouri would be near the top of that list. Gabe DeArmond joining TLD Logistics Hotline, online tldlogistics.com. And, you know, Gabe, it's a wonderful point. I, I wonder sometimes in these tournaments – if it's more of an advantage to having have played and get your legs under you and get introduced to the environment, or if it's more of an advantage to be Missouri, to be sitting there courtside, to get a good look at your opponent, to get a good scout on your opponent, uh, where do you fall? Well, in the end, I think more often than not, it comes down to talent and kind of motivation, like who's this mean more for? And in and, and this game, honestly, it's not hugely important to either one. Nope. I think they're both kind of locked in. Tennessee's going to be, you know, in that three to four seed range. Missouri's probably a seven, I think, um, right right around in there. And, and and I don't think that really changes based on the outcome of the game. But, you know, it's why I thought Ole Miss might have a chance yesterday. Because they got their legs under them. They got a win. They were loosened up. They were feeling good and all that. And, and you saw that a little bit in the first half, right? Ole Miss comes out four for four from three and – Going into the last minute and a half of that first half, I thought, Ole Miss might pull this off. Yep. And then Josiah Jordan-James hit a couple big threes, and, and Ole Miss kind of fell apart offensively late in the first half. And when they were up six at halftime, you thought, okay, they'll probably turn it on. And, and when you're playing Ole Miss or a team like that in your first game, you can afford to have 20 minutes where you're not super ready and adjusted, and then you turn it on in the second half and it's plenty good. When your first game, you, the, the downside of that double buy, I mean, the good thing is obviously it means you finish top four in the league and you only got to play three games to win the thing. The downside is you're probably playing somebody good enough, and Missouri certainly is, 
that if they come out and kind of sleepwalk through the first 15 minutes of this game, yep. they're probably done. It, I, I, I mean, they can't they can't come out and spot Tennessee a 15-point lead and come back. Well, I was trying to uh, explain to people on our postgame, Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime. By the way, we're on as soon as today's game goes final. Uh, and we'll be all weekend, including we're going to have a Sunday night spectacular uh, once the draw occurs. As soon as you Tennessee's name up, come to us at tclub.team. Thousands will and uh, join the party. But, Gabe, in terms of where we are uh, in, in today's ball game, you know, I'm looking at Missouri and I'm trying to explain to people in the last month, Maybe it's my imagination, but they've gotten crazier with that defense. See, since even the last time we saw them, the gambling, the craziness, the slapping at the ball, the uh, just the way they play. I mean, and they're like you said earlier, they're willing to gamble. Either we're going to get a takeaway here, or you're going to get a really great look at it. Yeah, and Missouri's defense. I said this after I think it was the LSU game that. I mean, they fell down by 20, and LSU was, I think, 10 for 14 from three in the first half. Yep. And it was insane. And I posted on our site, I said, look, this is a really good team that's having a really fun season, and yet I understand if you were a fan of this team, if at some point in every game you just want to kill them. Because you're, you're going, hang on, do you not understand that they can make this 20-foot jump shot when you just don't have anybody within seven feet of them? And... You know, against LSU, against Georgia, against Old Miss, and, and I don't think that can be ignored, is that Missouri did have a soft schedule down the stretch, and we knew it at the beginning of the year. We said, look, if, if they can find a way to survive these first 12 SEC games, the last six really give them a shot to finish the season with some momentum, and, and that's what happened. But, I mean, Tennessee's going to get open shots. You know, uh, John Calipari said it here. At Missouri ran Kentucky out of, out of the gym in Columbia way back in December. And John Calipari said after the game, he said, guys, I don't know what to tell you. We, we had six open threes in the first four minutes. He said, we missed all of them. He said, we don't have to make all of them, but we've got to make a couple. And, and that's, I, I mean, Tennessee's going to have to make some open shots. And they certainly have guys in, in James and in Bescovy who can do that. Um, you know, uh, Tyreek Key absolutely killed Missouri in the second half in that game. And, in Knoxville, so they have guys that can do that. If Tennessee's going to come out and shoot forty percent from three, and, and somewhat hang on to the ball, they're going to win this game. Um, but Missouri is going to rely on hey a few missed shots and, and reducing the number of possessions. And you know, three point defense to me is weird. I mean, I'm not it, like Missouri's three point defense. I think should actually be worse than it is because they give up. So many wide-open shots, Mm -hmm. but I've heard a lot about Tennessee leads the country in three-point defense. Well, you know what that means a lot? It it doesn't mean you don't play good defense, because clearly they play good defense, but I don't think anybody's locked down 22 feet from the basket. I think what that means is a lot of guys have missed some open shots against Tennessee. So I I really think it could be as simple as whichever team can knock down a decent number of open jump shots probably win this game. Gabe Darm on PowerMizzou.com joining Brian Hartman. Jump in here with us. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, I Missouri has never, and this is the first time I think they've had a double bye in the SEC tournament. They've never been past Friday of the <laughs> SEC tourney. Tennessee is coming off a season where they won the SEC tourney for the first time in a long time. Does history, could history play a part in this game this afternoon? 
I, I don't really think so because it's a new coach and all but one guy has never played in this tournament for Missouri, really, uh, that, that's going to play today, and that's Kobe Brown. So I don't think so. Um, I did, you know, joke a few times this week, like, legitimately Missouri could have called Greg Sankey and said we forfeit and we don't want to come to Knoxville and it's still the or it's to Nashville and it's the furthest they've ever been in the SEC tournament. Um, that's crazy. But I, I don't think that's a big factor. I, I think a bigger factor is in – in these conference tournaments, I, I, I'm just big on motivation. I mean, for Tennessee, this has been a team that since the beginning of the year, this has been like the big tournament starts next week, right? The, hey, this is a Final Four caliber team. And, and whether that whether they are today or not, that is what most people have thought they were most of the season. The goal was clearly make a run in March. Um, they just won this tournament last year. Sure, winning it would be cool. But it, how big a deal would it be? Whereas if you're Missouri – Look, I mean, realistically, yeah, you could make the Sweet 16. I mean, you get the right matchups and shoot well. You could do that. But this is not like a national title caliber team. If Missouri could go out and get three wins in the next three days, like, they get to hang a banner. They get to do something they've never done. I, I think this tournament is, you can make an argument, is, is far more important or should be far more important to Missouri and where their program's at than Tennessee and, and where they are. There is no doubt about that. That was so fun last year uh, when Tennessee won that tournament. Bino, Jeff, jump in here with us as Gabe DeArmond joins on your TLD Logistics hotline. TLD Logistics online, tldlogistics.com. Go ahead, Bino, Jeff. Hey, Gabe, I know that uh, Missouri shot it really well, especially in the first half in Knoxville. Uh, But is there much difference in their shooting percentage splits at home on the road or on a neutral court? You know, it's interesting. I mean, they're better at home, but uh, I, I, don't, I haven't looked at the season numbers in a while, but they have had at least, you mentioned the game in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. They lit it up in Oxford. Um, they shot the ball really well coming back in Baton Rouge. Uh, against Illinois, they were on a neutral court, and, and I think they were 16 for 30 or 14 for 30 from three-point range. So there's not a huge difference, but they are a team that, it doesn't seem to me like they ever just shoot like 38% from three-point range. They're 55 or they're 25. You know, it, it doesn't seem to me there's an in-between. And you can tell with Missouri, I, I'll tell you this, at the under-16 timeout in the first half, I'm be able to tell you how well Missouri's going to play offensively. Because if they hit a couple of their first four or five threes, like, they, it just it doesn't make any sense, but it gets contagious. Mm. And then on the flip side, if they start 0 for 4, somehow you're looking at a team that all of a sudden is going to be 2 for 20. And it, and it seems to happen more often than not. The key is Demoy Hodge. Uh, he's hit, I, I forget the exact number, but he's hit three threes or more in, you know, something like 23 or 24 of their games. They, if he makes three or more, they're usually going to win. If he makes five or more, which he's done eight or nine times, they went. They all. They haven't lost then, you know. And and the real simple way to say it is this: Missouri hasn't lost a game in which it scored seventy points this year. They are twenty-one and zero. When they don't get to seventy, they're two and eight. One of them in overtime, and one of them on a half-court bank shot. And by the way, in league games, uh, in the last three, they've gotten into the eighties. So they've been scoring a bunch here down the stretch. They've won four in a row. Continue, Bino. Uh, I, I don't know if it's because of this outside-the-box approach 
or if they just kind of gave put uh, Dennis Gates on a one-year probation. Uh, but I really thought that he, along with Buzz Williams, should have been coach of the year. I mean, what is that? Really, Bina? You talk about a joke. I mean, what, are they jealous of the guy? What Does this guy have heat with these fellow coaches? Gabe, what's the backstory there? You know, I would have voted for him. Um, I, I kind of, down the, down the last couple weeks of the year, I kept going, well, it, well, truthfully, if Nate Oates hadn't run a complete dumpster fire of a program off the court for the last month, I would have voted for Nate Oates. You know, I mean, they won this league by two games. They, they were the best team in the league. I'd have voted for Oates until the whole fallout with, with Brandon Miller and everything that's going on there and, and just a guy that doesn't really seem to care about doing anything other than playing basketball. Uh, but, but once that happened, you know, I thought, hey, Buzz and, Buzz and Dennis are the guys. They'll probably split some votes. I don't have a huge, I don't have a huge problem with, with Buzz Williams winning it. Now, the, the question I have is, is SEC coach of the year based on SEC games or is it based on the whole year? Because if it's based on SEC games, hey, A&M was great. They were better than people thought. They were what, I think they finished 16 and two or 15 and three, something like that. They beat Missouri twice head to head, so no issue. But how much credit was Buzz getting for? Look what he did with the team that was eight and five in the non-con. Well, but like that's his fault. They were eight and five in the non-con too. So I, I think there's definitely an argument there for Gates, and I think there would be less outrage on Missouri fans side of things if we hadn't gotten the Jerry Stackhouse co-coach of the year, because that one honestly just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Like. Jerry's team finished well. He's done a nice job with them. They're they're a little bit better than people thought. But like preseason, Missouri was picked 11th. Vanderbilt was picked 12th. You know, and and they did finish with the same SEC record. But Missouri won head to head. Missouri had a far better non-con. They're a top 25 team right now. I mean, they're going to make the NCAA tournament, and Vanderbilt probably isn't unless they win two or three more games. So. You know, I, I think Missouri had the better year than Vandy, and they were supposed to be pretty similar coming in. So I think the Stackhouse thing is what kind of raised some eyebrows around here and had some fans mad about it. You know, I wonder if, uh, if those coaches sometimes gave. I'll say this out loud. Most people wouldn't, but I'm going to say it. I wonder if sometimes those coaches with those awards take a guy who's a lazy recruiter, see that they've had a nice season. He's not really a threat to him. Vandy's not going to be a threat as long as he's there because he doesn't try in recruiting. And so let's just give him a piece of the prize, you know? Why not vote for be, him? And, and I don't put a lot of stock in the coaches' awards for a couple of reasons. First yeah. of all, because like I, I, the coaches don't vote for it, right? They have That's somebody right. in the athletic That's right. say, I don't know, fill this out. Bacovia. Let me look at it. Um, and, and the other part of it is, like, these guys know Jerry, right? Jerry's in his fourth year. Um, by, whether it's personal bias, whatever, they, they know him. They probably don't know Dennis. He's in year one. He's the new guy. Uh, man, I don't know if we want to give it to this guy. He just showed up, and, like, he wasn't supposed to come into this place that won 12 games last year and start beating us. I, I'm not a big fan of that. Well, I'm going to end it here. They were picked where they were picked in the league. They're as fun to watch as anybody in college basketball. To the casual that doesn't tune into college basketball, that'll tune that in today because it's a tournament and it's in the afternoon and you're looking for something to do. I'm going to promise you this. Missouri is really fun to watch. And I hope, like hell, that they win 
uh, in March and have some success and win a couple of games so that that style of play catches on because this defensive basketball we're seeing all over the country is literally choking the life out of the sport, and it bores the hell out of me. I know people say it's efficient. It bores me. It bores me. It, and, and we've always been in a copycat kind of sports deal. So, hell, I hope this Gates guy runs off and goes to the Elite Eight this year, playing the way he's playing. I said it before he got the job. I hope they had a big season. They had a really nice season. Uh, and I hope this spurs other ADs to go out and find some coaches that are not going to put us to sleep. It's become no-do. No-do's ought to sponsor the, uh, the college basketball, the regular season. It's a brutal game right now. And, and, and Tony, I went from Conzo Martin to this. My roan. That's like going from zero to 265 Missouri on a drag strip. Fans, Missouri fans are like the, 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 the virgin on prom night who's like, hang on, man. This is what I've been missing for 18 years. Oh, oh my gosh. Let's, let's do this again. <laughs> Go ahead, Bino. Hey, Gabe, uh, switching gears a little bit, uh, What? how do the Missouri fans feel about the upcoming expansion uh, with some of their uh, old uh, Big 12 buddies coming to join them? Yeah, buddies is uh, buddies is not the right. Um, you know, I, I, think, I think it's twofold. I, I think the, the primary feeling is, hey, we left the Big 12 because we hated you guys. Like, you guys were the ones that we sat in the sandbox with, and you just kicked sand at us and told us to like it for 18 years or whatever. Um, and like, Texas has, Texas blew up the Southwest Conference. They blew up the Big 12, which, you know, is, is the reason the Big 8 went away. I mean, they've destroyed everything they've ever been on. Um, I don't think they can do that in the SEC, uh, but – Anybody that thinks Texas is all of a sudden going to come in and the ego's gone has never been around Texas. Um, and, and Oklahoma, ironically, Oklahoma's actually the reason Missouri left. Like, I, there's been a lot of reporting about this, but like, it was going to work, and everybody was was saying, "Okay, fine, we'll come back, we'll make this work." And then David Bourne, the president of Oklahoma, shot his mouth off. And like, I've had people from Missouri tell me on the record, I've written this. That was the night we said, no, we can't do this anymore. Uh, it was OU more than Texas. Now, the, the flip side of it is there is a little bit of, huh, I remember what you said when we left. And now you see we were right. And, uh, yeah, you can, do, you can just come and be the new guys in our, in our league. Gabe, you're the man. If folks want to find your coordinates and read your stuff, how do they do so? And appreciate you. Yeah, powermazoo.com. I mean, it's pretty simple. Powermazoo.com on Twitter. We'll link everything. And, uh, Got a guy down in Nashville, and it should be fun. I, I don't know what to expect because I don't know what's more incredible that Missouri scored 86 on Tennessee earlier this year or that they gave up 85 to Tennessee. So I don't know if we'll get a repeat of that, but it'll be fun. That is well put, and thank you, my friend. And Bino Jeff Henderson, you touched the nerve on the TLD Logistics Hotline, you clown. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. It's not my style to start up, but uh, I, I didn't figure that they were too happy about it. The whole Texas-Oklahoma thing, though, they just don't play nice with others. Texas really doesn't. My favorite thing about Texas this year in the spring is uh, them trying to pretend like they're going to give the Ewers guy a clean shot to win the starting quarterback job. We believe that, don't we, Bino, with Arch Manning there? We believe it? Ewers? Yeah. We believe he's going to get a clean. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Uh, in the meantime, 
Bino, do you feel the way I do about this Gates guy and the way they play? I hope he has success because I hope they get other other coaches that will play something different than what we're seeing. Well, I mean, yeah, Tony, I, I'm I much prefer an up tempo game. I mean, as a fan, just from from an entertainment standpoint, uh, you guys talked about it. Uh, probably some of my absolute favorite times in Tennessee basketball history were the early Pearl years where we made such a, a transformation in the way that we approached the game. So, uh, yeah, I, I would, and I, I, I agree that college basketball uh, needs to make some changes. They, they've got to free up some movement uh, offensively. I know we don't want to march in the free throw line and shoot 50 free throws a night, but something has to change. The game's just too, too physical, uh, and too bottled up. I would love to see Missouri run off. First of all, their fan base has been through so much hoops-wise. I would love to see them make a run in the tournament. I think that'd be. I think it'd be great. In the meantime, Hughie, Hughie Bear, Mike Huguenin is going to join us as we continue on the other side at your Tony Basilio show on a Friday, breaking it down scientifically. After this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. We're this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett & Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chindawa yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, 
fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Come to the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Championship hosted by the Columbia Breakfast Rotary Club benefiting their college scholarship fund. Outstanding auctioneers from across the country will be competing to be named the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Champion. The event will be held at the Tennessee Livestock Sale Barn at 1231 Industrial Park Road, Columbia, Tennessee, starting at 11 a.m. Hope to see you there. 31. Columbia's own 7th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Tournament returns March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex. Come see the Lady Volunteers face off against Austin P. starting at 5.30 p.m. Opening game, Columbia State versus Motlow College at 1 p.m. Food trucks on site and parking is free. Tickets are $10 and sold exclusively online at columbiatn.com slash midstateclassic. Or check out the City of Columbia Parks and Recreation today. The Mid-State Classic, March 15th. See you at the game. Are you betting on the SEC tournament in Nashville? Today at Action 24-7, use code MARCH to get a 300% deposit match up to $20 on your first deposit. Action 24-7 is Tennessee's only locally owned and operated sports book. Download the app or visit action247.com to start winning. Please bet responsibly. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you, 865 200 Zero two, the number. Hold the phones. As a great Mike Hugan now joins us, my buddy, my pal, our Friday date. He's on 3.com on the TLD Logistics hotline, online TLDlogistics.com. Hugie, it is going to be, when they announce that field on Sunday, it is going to be, maybe in our lifetime, the wildest NCAA basketball tournament we've ever seen. Uh, yeah, they're they're wild in in some respect every single season, but I think this year the, it's setting itself up to be exceedingly entertaining and, and wild because you know I can see eight teams winning the national title uh, because I don't think UCLA can win now, but I also can see all eight losing in like the Sweet Sixteen. So um, it's I, I, I'm, I always look forward to it. I think the first four days are the best four days of the sports calendar. But I think this year there's going to be a lot of wild things happening. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at that field, right, and I'm going, okay, they're one seed, they're one seed, they're one, and none of them look like typical one seeds. No, there's, I mean, Purdue won the Big Ten by two games, and that's which is impressive. 
Um, but I think if you've watched Purdue the last three weeks, you see a team that is not nearly as sharp as they were. Have they peaked already? They need freshmen to play well. Um, Edie's a constant, but do they know for sure who, who else is going to score? Because you look at that team like, okay, Edie is the star. Who's the second best player? And you don't know, and I, I don't think that's a good thing for the NCAA tournament. As we visit today, Mike Hugan and joining on3.com. Hugie, this NIL stuff's really interesting, and this gymnast who I, whose name I can't pronounce at, uh, at LSU. Libby Dunn. Makes all this money. I asked my I asked my son, who's twenty three. I said, "Do you know?" He goes, "Yeah, Dad, I know about her." I was like, "Oh, okay, I, you know." Yeah, yeah, she's a. We have a story about she yeah. had a recent NIL deal with a AI. Company. Really interesting artificial intelligence for the old heads out there, and, right. and basically and these people write term papers for well, you. I mean, this is you know this right. is this is really wink, bad stuff here. Like wink, 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 nudge, nudge, and. It, it's the, her uh, video promoting the brand mm-hmm. um, went viral after LSU released the statement. The school itself saying, you know, um, you, you, student conduct at LSU, student conduct code at LSU says, you know, if you turn in a paper that we can prove not written by you, you can be expelled. Mm-hmm. And so we wrote a story today. We, we talked to the folks at the AI company, mm. and they're gleeful. Because everybody's talking about that company. And you're right. I think you have to be extremely naive to think that today's youth does not already know about this AI company. But it's getting tons of national publicity now. And I think you also have to be naive to think that there aren't a certain percentage of students who are using artificial intelligence to write papers. No question. Well... And, and it's almost like, you know, the, the, the line is that they have to run this thing through compliance. But but a young lady as powerful as she is, I think I saw somewhere where she makes like $2 million a year. And she's like a mediocre gymnast, right? Isn't that kind of what she is? She's just an okay solid. gymnast? She's solid. She's not elite, but she's, yeah. not, she's better than mediocre. She's okay. The SEC is a really good right. league for gymnasts. And she's right. One of the better gymnasts in the end. Okay, okay. Well, then I, I don't. I, I need to stay in my lane here. Right, okay, no, you're so right though. I think vastly more people know who she is because of her role as a influencer, which you know that's social media influencer. Again, those folks of us who are of a certain age roll our eyes yeah. when we hear that phrase. But that you know, for a fifteen right. or sixteen year old, oh yeah, she's an influencer. Like in a have no issue with it, know all about it, know who she is. And there are people, I mean, that's the target audience. Kids, you know, 14 to 21, and they all know who Libby Dunn is, and it's not necessarily because she's a gymnast. There's no way she ran that through that school, Hughie. This, this is my point here I'm, I want to make with you because I want your thoughts because I think we're going to see more of this. I don't see how a compliance office would allow a student athlete to be affiliated with an AI company who essentially, like you said, nudge, nudge, or nod, nod, wink, wink, whatever the term is, there's no way. And, and we're going to see more of this because here's the, what's the next step. The next step is a 23-year-old kid that wants to get involved with some form of alcohol, 
uh, a vodka company, a beer company, and then I take you to court, and guess what happens with the NCA in court, Hughie? Guess what happens? Yeah, you lose. Yeah, you're going to lose. Well, I, I think more than um, alcohol, the idea of uh, a 22-year-old, 50-year senior uh, being approached by points bet or whatever. There you go. That's another one. And we've written stories in the last two years quoting people saying the question is not when a or, – or, sorry, the question is not if a school will put in a sports book in its arena or stadium, but rather when That's right. a school will put in a sports book or a, in its arena or stadium. So, um, you know, we story last week also five conference tournaments are being held in Vegas. The Final Four in 2028 is in Vegas. Ten years ago, the idea of that would have been like, oh, my God, college sports is crumbling to the core. And now it's like uh, it, could, it might have been six conference tournaments in Vegas, but the Big Sky couldn't work out the scheduling aspect of it. So, um, heck, you know, the, the, the Vegas Bowl all of a sudden has become a bigger deal because the SEC is involved and they play in an NFL stadium. So it's sort of, what's the word I want? Hip, uh, hypocritical is a good word. It's hypocritical for college administrators to embrace Vegas and gambling and tell students who are of, a, of age, oh, no, you can't, you can't do anything. You can't do that. Plus, it's, it's legal in 30 states now, online gambling. So, um, or some form of gambling, 30 states. So, it's going to be interesting, and you wonder about the LSU compliance thing. I tend to think that the compliance office said, well, you know, this might be a little dicey, but there's technically nothing wrong with this contract or anything. You're not being asked to do anything illegal, so we're going to approve this. So, But it is it put LSU in an interesting, interesting light. But, again, I think the company uh, is loving it. Because LSU, correct me if I'm wrong, on your story, and the reason I drag this out, people say, well, you guys are from a gymnast. Come on now. I'm telling you right now, this is a walking up to the line type of situation where this is going to open. I don't know if floodgates is the right, it's not the right term because it's overstating it, but it's going to open up for other people to get in some gray areas with this NIL stuff. And here's the thing we've learned about money in sports. Once you walk through a door, you're not walking back out of it. You're only walking forward. And and this Livy Dunn, I guess her name, she has walked through a door with this NIL deal. I mean, what's next? A football player uh, uh, doing a deal for, like, the Wizenator so I can get around drug tests? Because that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about... This, this, and I mean, let's just get real about this AI stuff. That's what these kids and these college professors are very concerned about: is that now we've got a way to game the system when it comes to writing papers. And how do you tell? How do you tell? That's not against the law, right? Um, drug use is against the law, so I think the Wizenator thing would be a, sort of a different, a different. I, I don't know. Marijuana in some states is legal. Is but yeah, the very few though. So I mean, I. Yeah. But it, it, you're right, though. I mean, I think this this is opening the door um, to a lot of different companies, potentially involving a lot of different types of players. But again, I think it is sort of hypocritical. You've always had beer ads on college football Saturdays. 
and the idea, you know, you know that that's, you know, heck, I believe there was a push about, what, 10 to 15 years ago to ban beer ads, liquor ads, yep. on college sporting events. What a joke. Right. I think, actually, I think it might have been the NCAA tournament. But, I mean, that, it, it's, it's, so, again, it's administrators eagerly accepting money from gambling companies and booze companies. And, oh, nope, nope, players can't do that. Nope, nope, nope. Why not? So, and again, I, they, I think they would lose a court case. Hey, Hughie, on the way out with spring ball about to get underway, because we're going to have these overlapping seasons here that I love. And spring balls be really interesting this year. Like here, Tennessee's breaking in Nico. Florida's got to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback. Plus, Alabama's how Alabama's got to figure it out. Yeah. What? Give me, give me a couple things to you that are very, very intriguing that we're watching either here, there, around the country, anywhere. Well, quarterback situations are always. I mean, you know, if you're if you're a Vol fan, my God, Hinton Hooker was awesome. So can Joe Milton or whoever come close to replicating the kind of numbers that Hooker put up? Okay, Bryce Young's gone. Um, are we really going to roll out um, Jalen Milrow? That's interesting. Um, UCLA, they bring in a five-star recruit, a quarterback, Dante Moore. They also bring in a transfer from Kent State who's, I think, quite good, Colin Schley. How does that work out? Um, the Georgia quarterback situation, um, Stetson Bennett's gone. Is it going to be Carson Beck or one of those five-star guys who has not played? Can Florida count on Graham Mertz doing anything? Um, can Devin Leary adapt to what Liam Cohen wants offensively at Kentucky, especially with Leary coming off shoulder problems and shoulder surgery? So the quarterback questions at a lot of schools. Plus, it, you know, it's Texas. Quinn Ewers is back, but how good is Arch Manning? So there's a lot of cool quarterback questions. I think Ohio State's another one, a team that made the playoff last year, but Stroud's gone. Is Kyle, How good is Kyle McCord? So I think this year more than others, the quarterback questions slash concerns are overriding everything because if you don't have a good quarterback, I don't care how good your other players are, you ain't winning a lot of games. Higgy, much love to you. If folks want to check out on three, what will they find there right now? Tell us tons about of it. Recruiting, tons of recruiting. Um, you know, you and I have talked about this over the last year yep. or so. More and more kids are committing earlier and earlier. Key key visits the next two months. A lot of guys want to make their decisions by by the time the season starts, and obviously conference basketball tournament action and a lot of NIL stuff. And, again, the, the Libby Dunn story is interesting. Mm -hmm. um, if, whether you like NIL or you don't like it, it ain't going away, sort of like the transfer portal. So it's, there's a lot of interesting things in the NIL space right now. You're my man. Thank you, brother. All right, talk to you next week. Thanks. I'm telling you, that is a really interesting story, that Libby Dunn thing. I'll tell you what else is interesting is that a former uh, Rick Barnes assistant, a couple of them this year had – Brutal seasons. I mean, Ice Handler down at SMU had a terrible season. Desmond Oliver has just been terminated by ETSU, according to our own Jeff Goodman. So the Des Oliver error is over at ETSU. And hour two is on the radio. Uh, and uh, the great Marky Boy Griffin's going to join us. But Des Oliver's out. And I'll tell you who's hardwired for that job. And wait for it, wait for it, watch for it. Mike Morrell, 
we were talking yesterday uh, on here with Bino's guy. Bino had him pegged as Larry Bird. Isn't that great to see what Drew Pember's done? Bino over there from Mike Morrell. So you go from Asheville to ETSU. That's the word. Step up. I guess that's the word. That's what I'm hearing. You know where Mike Morrell's from? Right up there in Elizabethan. You know how I know? Because our boy who calls us from Elizabethan said that they were they were uh, boys back in the day. Boyhood friends. Tony B., I'd like to clarify um, what my stance was on Drew Pember. I I tell you what, hold, hold that on thought. The other side. Hold that thought because you had him as Larry Bird, which I think was accurate after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons and we run his dealership and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. 
Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring, followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. Join us on April 21st at 7.30 a.m. for the Dorothy Campbell Golf Scramble. This is going to be an annual event. It'll be hosted by the Tohi Golf Course on April 21st, starting at 7.30 to noon. Proceeds from this tournament will go towards the academic and athletic opportunities for our students at Columbia Central. Please contact Ms. Christy Smith at Columbia Central High School or Dr. Mike Steele, the principal at Columbia Central High School. Hope to see you out there to celebrate this amazing individual for the Dorothy Campbell Golf Scramble. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Tony, be back with you, 865-200-5402. I'm really looking forward to the uh, Missouri game today. And in the overall scheme of things, as Gabe DeArmond with Power Mizzou said, it really doesn't mean a whole lot. But anytime your team takes the floor, it means something. But, you know, you're watching the Auburn-Arkansas game last night, and both teams were in. And the league's got a ton of teams in. Des Oliver is out at ETSU. Marill is in. Uh, so that's uh, that's little news, little little snugget there, little snooze snote and snugget. And Beano, to be honest yeah, with you, it. and be, to be honest with you, Beanstar, I don't know how the Vols are going to play today. I think they'll win. I, I believe they'll win because I believe this team just doesn't defend that they're playing. But like Gabe DeArmond said, if they come out and make a few three balls on us and then all of a sudden they get to going downhill on us, they might be able to put up a number that we can't, that we can't match offensively. Yeah, it's, uh, as, you, as you said, it's, it's a battle of styles whose uh, who's style uh, wins out. Can we slow the game down and turn it into a half-court, grinded-out game? Uh, or uh, are they going to get out and shoot threes before we get set? So. Mark Griffin's going to join us. Yeah, Mark Griffin's going to join us in about thirty. He's uh, he's down there on the scene. He's going to break it down scientifically for us. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. If uh, you'd like to join today on the program, 
You know, I'll tell you what's crazy, and then we'll go back to the phone. To the, to the golf crew out there, people were laughing because I don't even know the golf courses over in Scotland, the Muirfield thing. I was calling it Muriel the other day. Somebody said, Basilio, you're a golf illiterate, which I am a golf illiterate. I, I, I will admit that. Um, my son played St. Andrews yesterday, being out, and it sleeted while he was playing. I mean sleeted, like oh. accumulated sleet. He said, Dad, it was so incredible being out there. Who cares? He said, our, our caddies that we had with us, that kind of show you around a place like that, um, were squeegeeing off the greens and were putting. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine that? Sleep falling out of the sky like that when yeah. you're trying to play golf and you're loving every minute of it? Not many people get to experience that, Tony. Yeah. Be like it's hitting better, and hitting better, but. Yeah. It's still something. Be like them calling you up in the old Yankee Stadium and saying, would you like to come take um, batting practice? And I said, oh, there's one rub, Bino. It's in late February. You'd have gotten your gloves and your cleats and put on your uniform and gone out there, wouldn't you, Bino? Absolutely. So back to the phones. I reckon we could get that AI to sponsor the show for some trade. What do you mean? I don't know. We <laughs> There's, we could use a little artificial intelligence, couldn't we? <laughs> wow. 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 Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Bri, how do you expect, and I'll ask the living listener now, how do you expect the Vols play, uh, Bri, as we're on McGarza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime? And how far do you have the Vols going, Bri? Do you have us beating that Alabama club tomorrow, or do you expect that uh, – I mean, can we win two in a row of these? Barnes is so good in this tournament. The balls were really impressive you know, yesterday. I mean, I know they didn't score a field goal in the last whatever it was, six, seven minutes. But offensively, they were they were cohesive, fun to watch. They were having fun out there. They were playing loose. Josiah James was playing like an alpha male. I mean, the whole deal. They looked so good at times yesterday. He owns this tournament. He's like I, Mr. Uh, March Jr. It's incredible. He owns it. I uh, I don't like the way Alabama's played here in the last several weeks or so. Meaning? I, I think Mississippi State can, I don't say beat them, but I think that's going to be, a, I, I like State and the points there in that one. Um, I, I think they'll play well. I think they'll get to tomorrow. I, 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 I think they might pose a matchup problem for Alabama a little bit of. So they did the last time. It would be interesting. They yeah, absolutely did the last time. But you don't know about, you know, they, they beat them last time with Ziggler, and this time they don't have Ziggler. So that's another thing that we're still trying to learn about this team without Zakai. I'll say this. They've looked good in two of the three games and looked good for most of the third game that they lost to Auburn. Without Zakai, I agree with that. They look good in stretches. They look uh, they look pretty decent, and they they were dominant. They had a couple dominant wins, I thought. Offensively, Brian, they've looked very fluid. Now, the problem they're having when once they can get into their half court and get the ball moving around, the problem they had yesterday is we have guards that tend to fall asleep with the ball make lazy passes, 
And I promise you, Barnes and that staff are going to drill into them. If you do that today, you'll turn the ball over 25 times. You know that's what he's going to tell them, Bino. When they look at that film, and you know Missouri, when they were sitting there yesterday watching them going, we're just going to overplay everything. We're just going to gamble. Gamble high. I would. I think Tennessee will have a bunch of backdoor cuts today. Yeah, those opportunities will be there, Tony. And I, I agree with you guys. I, they have uh, uh, they've looked much more cohesive to me offensively yep. uh, than I thought that they would minus Zakai. Uh, and I don't care what the metrics say, well, they haven't looked as good until the second half yesterday was defensively. Uh, I, I just don't think you can take away a guy that um, – will put as much or more ball pressure on the opposing team's point guard than anyone in the country. I don't think you can take them off the floor and be better defensively. And he gets up under people, too. You know, that that's the whole yeah. the whole deal with Zakai Ziegler is, is that he gets gets up under people. I, uh, I wonder if Ole Miss was hampered by the fact that they had to play the night before and their legs just gave out in the second yeah. half and they couldn't make anything. I think that had something to do with it as much as Tennessee's defense because I thought the first half, defensively, Tennessee looked like they had some issues there. You know, I wonder if today, and I I can't figure it out, so maybe somebody can tell me. I can't figure out whether it's an advantage to having played yesterday or it's a disadvantage. Bino, where are you on that? Because basketball is such a rhythm sport. And it seems like another game for Tennessee, even if you're, you know, absent your point guard, it, it seems like that's a real blessing to Tennessee in disguise. I would much rather be playing my second game than my first today. Yeah, you and I are singing off the same song book. I will go back to our phones. You know, um, I think... Uh, in rematches, I believe every single game so far, the team that won in the regular season got beat in the tournament except for the Tennessee Ole Miss thing. They mm-hmm. they actually, the Vols beat them in the regular season and beat them yesterday. So we'll see if that holds today. That Tennessee hopes they can buck that trend against Missouri mm-hmm. and, and split there. Um, or keep the trend, rather. Our Sundays... Um Bracketacular, spectacular, don't miss it. As soon as Tennessee gets their draw, come right here to tclub.team. And if you miss it, I'm going to put it up as a podcast as well. So you can catch it while you're working out, doing whatever it is you're doing. But uh, we sure would love to have you. We'll take some calls as well. You've been wanting to talk about it all year. It's what they made the sport about. You know, when you're at Tennessee's level, Unfortunately or fortunately, I'd rather be in the tournament than not. I, I share that with Bino. The the barnstormers that want to run him out of here on a rail, y- y'all are missing the point, man. Point is, for many, many years, we took the tournament off. I like playing in the tournament. I don't like the heartbreak of the tournament. Bino, when you saw that Jim Beheim resigned the other day, did you think about the Ernie and Bernie show, speaking of which? And isn't that crazy that that man was there that long, Bino? I've hated that crusty old son of a gun since 77. Good riddance. And he always looked the same, Bino. 
Oh yeah. Him and Tim and Shashesky and Roy Williams all never look like they they look the same as they did twenty years ago. That old arrogant B word. Shashesky's got uh, kiwi number four in his hair. My brother Steve used to do the kiwi shoe polish kits. And I always used to think to myself, boy, I hope Steve doesn't make a kit that Shashevsky rubs in his hair. I'd hate to think about that. <laughs> Let's go back to our phones. Hello and welcome into our next call. You're live on your Basilio show. Hi. Could you both, oh, there he is. There he is. He got a word in. He got a, he got a phrase in. The man got a phrase. I'm not sure what he said because his payphone wasn't, um, it wasn't emitting properly. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony. He's uh, Zach and Elizabeth. Oh, my boy. How about your boy Matt Morrell? I'm hearing is coming back home. Will you be going to games? What was Michael Morrell taking the ETSU job? Yes, Morrell. Yeah. Is that the guy, the guy that's uh, up there coaching Drew Pember? Yeah. He, that's him. Um, he was in, he's three years younger than me. Right. He was in the same, uh, he was in the same class as Jason Wooden. And uh, a year ahead of another guy named Vince Red, who signed it. Uh, so we had a, a couple of um, pretty dynamic athletes come out of that uh, that that year. Um, is this confirmed? Because I my my best friend, who's always in contact with Michael, has I haven't heard I haven't heard that. No, it's it's what it, it, nothing. What I'm saying is he's in line for it. It's what we're hearing. Trust me when I tell you. The guy I got that from is pretty good on that. And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying watch him for the gig. And, uh, you know, and Brian said, would he want to go there or why would he want to go there? And the backstory on him is he's from there, right? That's why he wouldn't want to go there. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> Michael uh, played, played at Milligan, which is actually the home of uh, – remember when Dooley tried to do a uh, – what was that movie? He did do it. Bryant. Dooley yeah. did do it. Dooley did the Junction yeah. Boys up there. Junction Boys. His right. his movie's called the Disjunction Boys. Yeah, that was like a whole <laughs> deal in Elizabeth, and uh, uh, you know, it was a circus uh, and, and a half. But um, I think I think Michael might be a good fit um, at at, at uh, ETSU. They've um, they had a guy that they booted uh, unceremoniously. Um, had, he angered some boosters. Uh, but, uh, you know, this last year, you know, UNC Asheville has been kind of struggling over the past three or four years until they got Timber. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, that Michael might get a chance to, to come back uh to the area. Yeah, I think Pember told us yesterday that hey, he uh, had uh, that the team the year before he got there had like seven wins or something. Yeah, well, they they were going like seven wins, five wins, Ew. four wins. And so, was that under Morrell? Yeah. Oh wow. So that would be. You know, um, uh, I think we had him on our show when they played Tennessee that year. I he think did. It was ironically the year that Pember played it. Played in Knoxville. Yeah, we did. He opened the season with them. We sure did, Brian. Beat them by fifteen. It was the year after Grant and Admiral left. Yep, we sure did. Just a quick, quick nugget. His his mom uh, worked uh, at at the. Uh, we had like an undergarment factory here in town, and when when all the jobs started leaving, and uh, she enrolled in a training program that my mom 
ran and uh, got a real estate license and became a uh, uh, like a millionaire. So uh, she did very well. Uh, and Mike, Michael's a good guy, and uh, I, I, I'd like to see that. I hope he, I hope he does. It's, it's, I, it's just wild because usually I, I've got this kind of like a friend who he's one of these like he's like a sewing circle. Um, he knows everything about everything, so I, I'm surprised I hadn't heard that. But um, I, uh, on the Vols, real quick, I, I you know, Texas A&M uh, went through uh, four games in a row last year to get, of course, I'm not comparing us at this point to them at that point, but the uh, they, they didn't seem to mind playing the, the four, four games in four days. And I, like I said, I think that, that game yesterday might, might benefit us um if you my, my question to you guys and i'll jump um did you uh you think barnes will go back to to zone because he he went you know he zoned up there for a few minutes and i'm just curious if that'll just be a situational not not today i mean he's not gonna let that he's not gonna sit out there and let that team just shoot three balls unencumbered i don't yeah. i don't see them doing that today i, I see them guarding right. that team and the, yeah. the the truth about mizzou is this game's going to come down to really one thing. Well, really two things. Missouri, are they going to make their open shots? And if they do, they're going to hang in the game. Yeah. And then the second thing is Tennessee turns the ball over. Tennessee has an ability to lose today. With minus ZZ, yeah. this thing becomes a kind of an interesting basketball game. Well, I, I hope that we get this. I hope that Barnes, I hope you're right, that Barnes wants a, and I hope the rest of the team feels this, a, a, a revenge motivation uh, because that was our, that was kind of our nadir at home, uh, even though you might say Kentucky was, that, that was probably the most gut punch that we had at home of, I think we had two home losses this year. I could be wrong. But, um, yeah, we I'd did. Like see them. That's right. And, and, and if, yeah, right, right, Brian. And I hope if we win this game, this whole four, this whole four line, I mean, if we've got wins over two of the top, uh, two over the four number one seeds, we win today. And play good against Alabama, which I think we will. Um, I, I think we. I just like to see us get back on the three, uh, and I hope that's that's what happens. I, I think that dude that you talked to, the per, Purdue guy. I don't know. I just he kind of kind of rubs me the wrong way. You I, don't I say. Him coming on. Yeah, and he's a bit delusional, and that's all. You I don't say. And, uh, go. Yeah. Uh, so go Vols, and uh, let's roll. Uh, let's roll Missouri tonight. Another fan of Jerry Palm. Lend me a hand. Adderell Xavier Gadston. Adderell Xavier Gadston says the following on Twitter. This job just opened up for Mike Morrell from Asheville. Adderell Xavier Gadston is saying that now. Whoever he is. Bino, are you familiar with him? Are you Adderell A D A R R E L L. Xavier, G-A-D-S-D-E-N. He's got a blue check mark, whoever he is. Adderell. Adderell? How do you say that? That's like that stuff that people take uh, uh, when they're trying to study. A-D-D-A-R-R-E-L-L. Adderall. Adderall Xavier Gadston. That's an interesting uh, name, isn't it? Well, everyone's familiar with A-X-G. His work is worldwide. Hello, that's a gr- if my initials were AXG, buddy, I'd be pumping that. Hello and welcome into our next call. You are live on your Basilio show on a Friday. 
How are my friends and compatriots doing today? Brother, if I was any better, it would be for me. What's up, compatriot? Well, you know me. Uh, in honor and memory of Roger, I'm going to tell anybody in that Nashville area to get in there and be the sixth man. That's right. In honor of Roger. In honor uh, of Roger. We got to, you know, we got to get in there and make noise. And uh, we do have depth, even without that Ziegler. Yep. But one thing we we I think we've learned is Euros and Awaka. I love them. They need to get their minutes, but they cannot be in there at the last four minutes of any game because of free throw shooting. We were talking about this yesterday on that postgame, Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime. Euros yesterday threw up one of the great bricks maybe in the history. History. <laughs> of, how do you miss the rim wide? To, was left. it wide left? Bino, I mean, from 15 feet, Bino, the ball was offline. Have you ever seen that, Bino? It wasn't even you close. You have to hit something to hit it. To get a break, you have to hit something. He didn't hit anything. Yeah, that wasn't even a, that was not, an, I don't know, that was an air laugh. The ball, a cheerleader, I've never seen a cheerleader jump out of the way of an errant foul shot till yesterday, W. Lynn. Did you see uh, the Lee Dork guy try to shoot free throws for Vandy last night? Did he do that too? He he literally hit the bottom of the rim twice. Okay. It was the most straightest, ugly. At least form he won three feet wide of the rim. Ever. W. Lynn, he was two feet wide of the rim from 15 feet. I know what it was like. And, you know, Bino and I, we we go back a long way. And, Bino, you remember, we thought Chuck Threes had the worst miss of all time at one point. When it did the dang thing, oh. hit the rim against UCLA and went out of bounds. Oh my god! At gosh. least he hit the rim. <laughs> yeah, when when I was when I was a kid, they used to have show the Grambling football replays here on Sundays. And they had a kicker yeah. named Rod Zeno who used to kick points sometimes wide and short, and that's what that free throw looked like yesterday. <laughs> <Rod> <laughs> <Zeno>. <laughs> Wide and short. How do you remember that, Bino? What a clown. How can you forget that on an extra point? Wide and short. Let me me stress, Euros and Awaka, they're great in there. I mean, Euros did his thing. He banged around, got a bucket. He did his thing all right. But they they cannot be in at the last four minutes of a game. That's all I'm saying. And, uh, my Donna May. And uh, I want to address something the Missouri fan said about Texas. You know, you could tell he they're not real happy about Texas and Oklahoma, these Johnny-come-latelys coming in. But I want somebody to find out, and I've asked a good friend that doesn't know the answer. Uh, the SEC, about when the Longhorn Network started, they said we will never allow a team in the SEC to have a – their own network what was i'm suggesting that becomes sec2 network do you have any ideas anybody said anything about what's going to happen to the longhorn network it's uh it's going away i think well it should be a second sec network we got 16 teams you know, we got people who want to see softball, baseball. You know, what do y'all think about that? A second SEC network? Oh yeah, like they have an alternate channel they don't use enough as it is. I know, 
I yeah. call that the alternative channel. They they really need. Well, they have ESPN Plus, WLN. So it's like these networks are an, well. The so that makes the networks antiquated. But you do well, have a good know, point. Uh, you, you do have a good point. I remember when they had that Longhorn Network. Everybody said, I mean, they're going to win 20 national championships. They have their own network. Kind of like um, uh, Notre Dame when they got their own uh, TV. Everybody said, they're going to win 25 national championships. Both of those deals, both of those teams got their own networks and literally went to die. Nobody's even seen them since. If you turn on the Longhorn Network, they're showing either the Texas-USC game, a Texas-Oklahoma game, or a Texas-Arkansas game. Yep. Over and over, but I, I just think the SEC, I know we got ESPN Plus, and I'm in the dark ages, but uh, I'd like to see an SEC 2 network late night show, Tennessee versus Georgia Tech, 1956, 6-0, Coach, you know. And you're the one. That's the classics. That's classics, the classics, man. SEC Not classics, the- Bino. You think we could get an audience for that, Bino, SEC classics? Well, I, like I told you before, I don't believe they would use it. We got that alternate channel. I told you turned if the commissioner doesn't even get that. <laughs> w Lynn, you're my man. Much love. Will the Vols win today? Do you feel it coming? I feel it coming, Tony. We're winning today. We're, How about tomorrow? We're tomorrow. We're gonna win tomorrow. We're gonna win it all again, aren't we? Two in a row. Today. That's all I'm concentrating on. My energy is there in Nashville. I've got some friends going yep. that are about our age, and more power to them. Just get this win today. W. Lynn, thank you. You're the man. Much love. It's incredible. Let's go back to our. Who's the uh, guy wearing that was wearing like a uh, Tennessee shirt? Maybe it was a Kentucky shirt and a Tennessee hat. I thought it was a Tennessee shirt and a. Um, and it there was somebody was else. Vandy. It was a Vandy hat, Bry. No, Vandy there was somebody else. Hat. There was somebody else that was wearing a Kentucky, like a Kentucky shirt and a Tennessee hat with it. Oh, that could have been Vol, that could have been Volcat Phillip. Was he in the house last night? Boy, he got mad at me. Remember that? You know, he used to call the show all the time, and boy, he really got angry. What is it about me? People get people get mad at me. Oh, uh, you're good well, at it, Tony. I, don't I didn't think, understand. I, think kind of, I don't understand. I think a lot of people are like, yeah, okay with that. With I'll mad set at me. more picks for you this week than Euros after your <laughs> attack on the fast break points. Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome in. Tony, what's up, man? Jordan in Birmingham. Hey, Jordan in Birmingham. How you doing, brother? Doing great. Can, can you talk up for me? You're at, where I'm having trouble you getting in there. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I got you. I excited for this time of year, man. It's a good good time to be alive. Hey, I did some digging. I got a nugget for you yesterday. All right, give me a snugget. After the after the Ole Miss victory, um, Barnes uh, owns the state of Mississippi. I think, but since he's been there, they are 19 and five against teams from Mississippi. Under Rick Barnes. Say that. Yeah, I think they've won. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, they're nineteen and five um, under Rick Barnes since he took over against the teams from Mississippi. Wow. 
And if you take I think the they've won like years, eight of the last nine against both Ole Miss yeah. and State. Hey, hey Jordan, why why is he so good in this tournament, and then next week he's so bad in that one? What, what is that about? I I think it transcends his time at Tennessee. I mean, he's obviously seventeen straight at Texas. Doesn't do anything except for when he has the one run in two thousand three. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know. I, you know, it's just one of those things. It's such a fluky. Um, a fluky deal, and I, I know you said before you have to see the draw in the tournament to, to really determine whether he's going to have success or not, and I don't know. I mean, it's, it's almost like we've had good draws in the, in the past and just completely fumbled them. You know, it's, we it's almost like lost, Jordan we, draw that Jordan, we almost lost that Iowa team with the Grant and Admiral team. We yeah, came we very to close a, to losing them. Yeah, and, that, and that's exactly right. We lost to a mid-major uh, lady, a hundred years old, out there at off guard. I've been I've been around sports, you know, all my life, and I've and I've have have loved watching. I mean, I went to a mid-major school. I went to Stanford University in Birmingham, so I, I went to I love SoCon basketball and try to you know almost went up to Asheville for that tournament that you guys talked about uh, last weekend, but. I don't think I've ever seen that logo in my life when when they flashed the Loyola Loyola Chicago Ramblers up on the screen that we had to play, and we ended up losing to that team. So I don't know. I mean, who knows what what next week is going to uh, hold for us? But um, you know, I, w- I was going to chime in too. I want to get uh, a couple things uh, off my chest. I'd love to. I'm kind of rooting for Euros to not make another free throw this year, so that he can end up being the first player in Tennessee basketball history with a shooting uh, free throw shooting percentage in the 30s for a season. Now that's mean. I mean, if he's going to leave out of here, he may as well go out on a, on a high note and have some something to brag about. You mean like leave a mark? Yeah, everybody's got to leave their mark, and he can always have that. You know, A buddy of ours says that his, hey, his foul shooting looks like Gitmo trying to throw that swing pass. <laughs> Yesterday he missed it wide to the left. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, I should you should be laughing at a guy. He's trying his best. How do you do that? I, I mean, at some point, it's 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 just purely. He's just he's he's like it's like inception in his brain. He's he's got thoughts inside of thoughts inside of thoughts, and he's he's so far removed from reality. But at the end of the day, you just don't put him in at the end. He's going to be a turnover waiting to happen, which is, I mean, Barnes knows that. So um, I think for today, though, guys, I think you play small. Um, I like I like them covering that line and, and getting a win. Uh, but, hey, let's root for Mississippi State in this, early, uh, in this early window. If they can clip Bama, then based upon Barnes' history against teams from Mississippi, then they'll, we'll be playing for the, for the SEC title on, on Sunday. There is no doubt that that would be incredible if that bracket opened. I'd say let's go win another one if that happens. That's let's right. go win another one. You right? know, um, thank you, Jordan. How, Thanks, guys. How can you have access to a <sighs> facility like the Pratt Pavilion for four years and be over there and get worse shooting free throws? Do you want to laugh, Bino? I don't know, but pure, poor Euros yesterday. Do you want to laugh, Bino, because Will Overstreet's listening to us? Willie D. Always. Willie D said, "Ask me now if he remembers that WMAK game that we were doing 
we did high school games together, you know, Will and myself. And and that Seth uh, Seth Reagan is a total simpleton. And we did more laughing in the car. But those guys, Bino and Will, would make me laugh. And I had to keep a straight face calling the play-by-play because some of the games we got were just absurd. The package we got, Bino said that was on WMAK television. And what did WMAK stand for, Bino? Uh, we manufacture ass kickings. Okay. So he says, Bino, do you remember the WMAK game where they tried a 35-yard field goal to win with a kicker that missed short on several extra points? <laughs> and you guys were laughing. You were laying on the ground, rolling around, Bino, and I was trying to call the thing without <laughs> laughing. When they lined up for it, Will and I just started laughing. That Will, was had his, Will had his head Are you sure down. It the same. You sure it might have been a different player? If I no, Brian, it was the same guy, and Will was. Beating on the table like this. Like, if you listen hard enough in the background, you could hear Will beating on the table. And him and Bino were let. Bino was over there choking himself. This poor kid couldn't kick an extra point. They lined up for a game winner, and the ball went like that off his foot. It went like right up in the air. Go for it. It went right over the line and landed like 10 yards from the line of scrimmage. Poor kid. And, I, and and we're not going to say the team. I don't remember the team, but if you're out there, kid, more power to you for trying. That's that's further than I got as a kicker. Um, <laughs> Mark Griffin, welcome in. You were there yesterday for Euroshot. We were talking about Heard Around the World, which got us off on that. Mark, I thought the Vols looked pretty good yesterday. Obviously, they had their spell where they couldn't score. But you joined on the TLD Logistics Hotline, online, tldlogistics.com. And, Mark, thank you for the great job you've done all year on Griffin's three-pointers. We, we look forward to that, and we learn a lot about our, our opponent. And today, this Missouri bunch, Griff, uh, they uh, play fast, and that's how they're going to play. No, thanks, Tony. I appreciate you having me. and It's been really fun. I've learned a lot by covering the statistics and looking to see how the opponents fare in different categories and you, you, you get a better idea of what they're about and and you nailed it on your blog today as well i mean this missouri team is not going to defend they're going to get up and down the floor they like to score baskets they're 21st in the nation in point scoring and then ut's 181st but you flip that and tennessee is First in opponent field goal percent, and Missouri's at thirty, a little over thirty-six percent, and Missouri's two hundred and twenty at forty-four percent. So it's the give or take. Is it are you going to exploit your offense and try to minimize your defense, or vice versa? So this is going to be interesting to see how if they meet in the middle and who comes out on top. Now you may say, well. You know, Tennessee's got a revenge game for what happened in Knoxville. And I'm not a really big fan to say it's a revenge game. You gotta have to short, you have to have a short term memory. Now, will they remember that? Will it be talked about by some of the players? Sure. But it's, you know, you you take the each, you know, the next game mentality and and a new environment with the SEC tournament here in Nashville. 
Um, I, I don't think they're going to be much more motivation than knowing the stakes that are at hand to try to repeat as a SEC champion and try to get the best seed. But what these guys are trained to do is just not look ahead and just focus on exploiting Missouri's weaknesses today. Griff, what's more of an edge? Missouri sitting there, scouting Tennessee, watching that in person, seeing how they threw some lazy passes and got kind of bogged down in their half court there at the end of the game and, you know, kind of getting a good look at them, good scout on them. Or Tennessee getting their legs under them without a point guard, without ZZ stop. Obviously with ZZ, you want the – I would think you'd want the day off. I think it's a coin flip, though, that Tennessee got to play another game and get a little more acclimated to life without him going forward. I think that was kind of a blessing for the Vols. What do you think? Yeah, you know what's funny? I, I was mixed on this earlier, and then when I watched them play, there, there's there's no substitute for minutes on the court. Mm. Now, you could say rest your guys. I get that if you have severe injuries. And it looks like Triple J's, you know, pretty much full strength from what we can tell. I mean, I'd like to see him go downhill a little bit more, but that's just not part of his game. It's mainly Mayshack, and I think that's why you see this Tennessee team struggling at going to the free throw line, which is going to be critical in, in this tournament is who's going to knock down shots. You look at uh, Ziegler being pulled out of the lineup with his injury. You know, He was shooting, I think, 83% from the free throw line. That's ideal at the end of the game. So if it's a close game, there's a concern of who who's the, the ball, you know, whose hands it's going to be in. Will it be Mayshack at the at the uh, free throw line? Or are you going to put rotate Vescovy over to the point guard towards the end of the game? So it's it, it's going to be uh, really interesting to see Coach Barnes' strategy if it's a close game towards the end, Tony. Yeah, and, and toward that end, I mean, he's got now, um, he's got decisions to make. You know, we were talking yesterday on Guards of Law Tennessee Basketball Overtime, which, by the way, comes your way as soon as today's game ends, right around the same time slot. We'll have another trivia question for you, and we are going to do a sports glitch at 6. Another trivia question. We'll be giving away another prize uh, today for our sports glitch at 6. Tom Marine wants in on that over at Smoothie King, he told me. He's got a new um, uh Beano's and cream uh, smoothie that uh, that we've got in honor of Beano. Beano's and cream. <laughs> Do you have a thought on that, Beano? Uh, I've, I've been talking and talking and talking to Charlie, and he's just too hard-headed to move the lady boss up the slot. So back to where we were. You know, Griff, I... Can't figure out why they won't play a Waka more. Guy is a vacuum cleaner. They played in a game yesterday in the first half where Ole Miss was getting to everything. This guy played like um, I think he played like eight minutes yesterday and had five rebounds. Play him twenty-eight minutes. He's really good around the rim. No, he's not a great foul shooter. Okay, whatever. But really, none of these guys are great foul shooters to the point you just made. So, especially the the guys up front. I mean, the guys up front are bricklayers. So well, I agree. And then I I will also mention uh, a dude's a good free throw shooter. Uh, he's shooting around seventy four percent. That's a good point. I mean, but the issue 
I agree with you. A walk-up, I think, would be more handy and help the team more if he played more minutes. I just, you're not going to see him, and, and I could almost bet this, in the last four minutes of the game. Because if you've got a big man that's shooting less than 50% from the free throw line, which you can include your boy Plavjic and Awaka, I feel they're going to go with Adu towards the end of the game if it's a close game. Because as an opponent, it's easy to scout by looking yeah. at the stats to say, hey, who are we going to foul on the opposing team when we need to send someone to line? UT's doing the same thing with Missouri's roster on who's shooting below probably 65%. Right. Or who's the worst free-throw shooter. And you're going to see free-throws come into play a lot more, I think, these last few days in Nashville. Yep. If, if it's not a blowout game, you're, you're going to see guys get hacked. Because, as you mentioned, both squads know a lot about each other. So this is not like it's a foreign team. They've been able to scout. They've watched each each team play several times when they're not doing a scout, maybe scouting their opponent. But you get an idea of, of you know, of, of what they bring to the table. I'm not picking at Plavi. He's on the court in the second half, and where, and I have six fouls. I'm grabbing him for the seventh foul. I'm grabbing him for the eighth foul. And if you leave him out there, I'm gonna grab him again. Oh, I agree. That's why he can't be in there when when it's one and one. I mean, he, he cannot that, be. That that's when you have to go bench. I'm grabbing him. Get in there. Yeah, I'm, and, and let me ask you this. When, when a guy like that, because I think, you know, till this year he was a really good foul shooter. I mean, I say really good compared to this year. He was always pretty good from the foul line. Okay, 55, 60, whatever the number was. I mean, this year it's become kind of an eyesore, and, it you know, it's kind of getting worse here down the stretch. Like yesterday we were, we were laughing. We shouldn't laugh, but sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying. I mean, he... He missed everything, Mark, and it's one of the worst misses you'll ever see in college basketball. He missed it wide. Not only did he miss the shot, but he, he missed everything. When you're playing with a guy like that and a guy that's going that bad as a teammate, because I noticed this yesterday, nobody says anything to him. Do people say behind the scenes, do they say something to him, or do you just stay away from a guy that's in that funk? What do you do as a teammate, Mark? Oh, you encourage them. I mean, you, you can't just stay away because the, the, the silence rattles you more than encouragement. I mean, really? It, 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 I, I feel it is. You just want to encourage guys knowing that anything you can get give free throw wise is a bonus. Now, on the flip side, I, I think Flavich is playing really well on the inside. Agreed. Not, get, not getting out of hand and crazy and, you know, trying to draw a, a, a technical t- or attention to himself to get a technical uh, and he, he's really improved in that area you just you just you know what you're getting and, and and by now for all your listeners and you and everyone in studio you we've got a pretty good idea of the strengths and weaknesses of this team ourselves I mean let's face it you can break down each player you just got to put guys in the position where they can maximize their opportunities and for him, He's such a big guy. He, he can alter shots if he's not blocking shots. He can set, he sets deadly screens. And I think that's something that's really overlooked by this Tennessee team. We talk about how great their defensive is, defense is. One of the great attributes I feel for Coach Barnes' team, these guys screen so well. And if you watch the game today, I challenge everyone, watch, watch screens before guys catch the ball. These yeah. guys are set. Now, they may get one or two 
fouls called on them for movement. That's fine. That's not a big. That's not. That's not a bad turnover. Like throwing it in the fifth row. So, but they do set great screens because why? They have to to create shots. Vescovy's not going to create his own shot. He's got to come off a screen um, or be an emotion type offense. Um, same thing with with most of the team. They they have they come off of screens where they're able to get open, and then their big man can slip, which just means they go to the basket. Because you, you just can't guard both effectively, so it's like pick your poison, and th- that, that I think that's just a, an area that's not discussed as much that they do such a great job of. Hey Griffiths, the seniors' time to shine. Triple J yesterday was absolutely alpha. Uh, I thought he got downhill a few more times than he generally does, especially in yeah. the first half. Your boy Phillips who you told us earlier in the year was going to be up there in the SEC in charges. And, and then they kind of took that away from his game, but he's starting to re-implement that now. He's starting to uh, assert himself. I like the mix. I like the body language the last couple times out. Obviously, they still have their stretches where they can't throw it in the ocean, and they did it at the end of both games. What do we attribute that to, Griff? The be- end of both games – they, they couldn't hit shots. Is that just a bunch of guys playing a bunch of minutes, or what did you see yesterday, both the Auburn game and this game? Well, I think it's, you're not getting the shots, the ideal shots. Okay. And what I mean by that is, you know, you, 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 the guys aren't just running around to run around. I mean, they're trying to get the best shot available. If, 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 if there is a great job on defense, that is going to alter your offensive ability to get better shot mm-hmm. and, and you see that at the end when there's like six seconds or left and then it's like okay big man come up and set a screen at the top of the key mm-hmm. and then as a fan you're going oh god please just draw iron because that's not what you want you know to be trying to get a, a good shot with let's say six seconds or less if you're waiting that late then the Tennessee's in trouble because they just don't have guys that are going to drive by and, and, and get off good shots. Shot. Meshack's got the athletic ability, and he did knock down a big shot yesterday, a big mm-hmm. three, mm-hmm. but he, he's not a steady three-point shooter. That's just not his game. I don't think it's Key's game as well. I, I don't think it's anyone's game to really just penetrate and, dry, and drive other than Ziggler, who's on a scooter. I voted for Griff Stogg yesterday, Charlie. Uh, yeah, in the, in the, uh, he's in the what, Griff? What's the contest? Oh, it, it's a natural lifestyle. Let me tell you something. There ain't a cuter dog in America than this guy's dog. <laughs> hey, he, no. I mean, he'll come anybody. Teddy, and I, I know, I called him Charlie. I know Bino. I screw up. I always screw the damn details up. Griff knows my heart's in the right place, though. Oh, yeah, Go on there and vote for Teddy. Go on there and vote for Teddy. It's a light, nice show lifestyles. Go vote for Teddy. I want to stuff the damn box. I want Teddy to get nine thousand votes off this show, and they'll go, "What in the world is going on here?" Yeah, we don't need a Vanderbilt dog getting chosen, or yeah, dog. Exactly. Every other dog, they're probably not Tennessee fan dogs. That's exactly right. There's a couple Vandy dogs in there. Their snouts are way up in the air. They're very arrogant. Let's get uh, Bino Jeff in here. Bino Jeff, bust it. Hey, Mark, I've always wondered how players view the SEC tournament, especially on teams that uh, have uh, already uh, 
garnered an NCAA tournament berth. Um, I, I mean, it, I, is it? Do you look at it as let's get through this and get on to the big dance, or is that a situation where as a player you're competitive and every time they throw it up, you want to win regardless? The latter. You, you, you want you're trained as a student athlete. If it's practice, if it's uh, the lights are on with referees in an arena to go out and compete at the highest level you can. There's never a time to take off or wonder about the future and say, hey, we're going to turn it on next week. There, I don't know any any student athlete that's competitive at all or coach that would ever feel that way. Now, some teams may look that way, and then some coaches, Calipari, for example, may make an excuse when their team doesn't play well in the tournament, which you guys know he's discounted the tournament before to say it's not that big of a deal. I'm paraphrasing. But it is a big deal because you're always learning and you're looking to improve. You're working on your strengths and you're, and, and you're trying to um, improve your areas of, of where you have some of weaknesses. So I think every game is a learning experience. Every time down the court is a learning experience. And the more experience you can get, the time on the court with various players out there to try to build chemistry can work to your advantage. Now, that's across the board, any team. But I I will say this, though, from, from experience and talking to others, it is a time where you're you're kind of in a hole and you're sitting there going, okay, if we can win, it's a it is a different mindset because it's not the you know it's not you're not playing the eighteen conference games. You're you know you're sitting there going, okay, if we can if we can win in advance, we're gonna have better seating. So you do look ahead more in a in the SEC tournament than you would in the regular season because it's right there next to you, and it's all people are talking about. So you can't help, you can't hide from it, you know. Does it mean more to you as a senior than it did when you were younger? I'm sorry, say it again. Does it mean more to you if you're a senior, uh, even than it did when in your first years in the program? You know, I can't. I can't say for me it was it was more important as a senior because. We, once again, always drill that every game's important, regardless of your classification. Mm-hmm. I do think, I do think, Bino, as a, as a, a, a teammate, if you're an underclassman, you're thinking of your seniors more because you want them to go out on a high note because you always hear pe- people mm. remember what you do as a senior. Mm. So I think as underclassmen, you want to have that extra um, handful of confidence or, or extra effort to help your teammates because you know it's their last go around. Or let's say you're a, you know like now the new craze with the one and done. You're, if you're a teammate, you're knowing someone's going to go early. You're like, hey, let's send you out on a high note. So any, I think you look pretty much look for anything that can give you an advantage, even if you're a team that's not that good. Hey, Chris, now, t- yeah. with Tennessee down to eight, I mean, with the SEC down to eight teams, that there's something in it for each of these teams. Every team has motivation, so you've got to you've got to you know you've got to bring that out of this team 
and and not and it becomes more of a mental game than even a physical game. And you'll see all these guys are physically great athletes, but how many of them are mentally strong? And and you see that in the free going back to free throws. Flavich is not mentally strong at the free throw line, or he wouldn't shoot an air ball. There's no excuse for an air ball. Period. Not to, not the labor on air balls. There's no excuse. Griff, on the way out, how do the Vols perform today? And where do you have them going out? If you do, or you think they're winning it? I, well, you know, it's funny. I did pick them to win. It's kind of hard to go against your your school when they're, you know, when when the, with the expectations is as high as they've been. Even going through lulls, and like like you've mentioned, you know, not having periods of time when you're not scoring. But you know that that happens to most programs. I mean, I mean, tell me a program that doesn't have a law and can't get a shot every four minutes, and then I'll show you a program that's averaging ninety points a game. Mm-hmm. And there's just not there's just not one, Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to have it. You just want to minimize how long the laws are, but you can make up for that on on defense. But I do have them progressing today, um, going you know to, to play the next round, and um, I, I have them in the finals. I mean, I, I, I can't sit here and say they're going to have a blowout. I, I am more concerned if it's a if it's a three to five point game with two minutes either way. I have a bigger. I agree concern with that. If, if the ball's not in the hands, I agree with of that. Josiah James, um, Vescovy, love the guy to death, but to me, he still looks like he's overthinking at the free throw line. I don't think he's cleared out. That's the interesting. Pass. That's interesting. Has, I, I don't know. I don't know his inner thinking, but just watching him, I've seen him hit shots, and I've been to several games where you could just see him breathe out like, oh, God, I hit the shot, you know, and, it, and every shot should just come natural. It's, it's, you've been shooting free throws since you're seven. I'll tell you what's crazy about him, Griff, on that thought, and I want you to stay there because then we're going to do a quick overtime segment, and I do mean quick because we're on today when this thing's over. But we'll do a quick uh, TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime. He let a 27-footer go yesterday from the side wing. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. We're this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. 
Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chindawa yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Join us Saturday, March the 18th for Columbia's Breakfast Rotary's fourth annual Shoot for Our Stars Sporting Clays Tournament. This tournament is a community benefit fundraiser for our fantastic local youth and veterans organizations. If you'd like to participate in this great event, contact me, Rhonda King, at 931-398-5511 or contact us online at www.facebook.com slash shootforourstars. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Dr. Mike Steele. Tune in to American Steel, a weekly discussion of topics and events related to the challenges in our world. Listen as we examine the path to relevance and truth in our society and culture. You can catch the show on 101.7 WKOM at 7 p.m. on Sundays. Also, we can be found online at WKOM Radio or on Twitter at WKOM WKRM. See you on Sunday. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. 
Are you betting on the SEC tournament in Nashville? Today at Action 24-7, use code MARCH to get a 300% deposit match up to $20 on your first deposit. Action 24-7 is Tennessee's only locally owned and operated sportsbook. Download the app or visit action247.com to start winning. Please bet responsibly. This responsible gaming message is brought to you by the Tennessee Lottery. When you play the lottery, it's important to play responsibly. Know your limit and spend only what you can afford. Set a budget and stick to it. And remember, as long as you're having fun, you're always a winner in our book. The Tennessee Lottery is a proud supporter of National Problem Gambling Awareness Month. To learn more about problem gambling resources, visit tnlottery.com. Fun is in full bloom, Tennessee, and the Multiplier Instant Games are buzzing in. These colorful tickets offer chances to multiply your wins 10, 20, 50, and even 100 times. It's a beautiful day for bigger and bigger prizes, and they're right for the picking right now. Find the Multiplier Instant Games today at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.